If you're in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area and need something great and fun to do, why not stop in to Pinball PA? Located in Aliquippa, just 10 minutes from the Pittsburgh airport, there's over 420 games on the floor. 200-some pinball machines, 200-some of your favorite video games. That's Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Space Invaders. You name it, it's there. So check it out, Pinball PA. Go online see what all is going on there at pinballpa.com once again pinballpa.com pinball pa it's where the action is Siren right here on your classic metal show with Sister Whiskey. No, that's not uh, Skid Row. That's actually Pin Siren. Like it. Probably one of the best uh, bands that was on the Kivel record label. No, probably about that. That was the best band that was on the Kivel record label. <laughs> they should have. They should have had a bigger career. I mean, obviously, um, um, Skid Row had that sound. Pin Siren had that sound. Um, what's the other band that uh had spread eagle spread eagle they had that sound they're all from the east coast they're all from that new jersey area right Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's weird that there were uh three bands that came out of that area and they all sounded very similar yeah they did good stuff i loved pin siren man Mm -hmm. that slave to your master record that's his that's as good a record as came out in the 2000s. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, in in my opinion, and I know I'll get some backlash for saying this, but in my opinion, it was just as good as uh, Slave to the Grind. Yeah, it's it's a damn good record. I don't know that I would go quite that far. But <laughs> well, I went that far, goddammit. That's I my was, opinion. That hung like Jesus tune. That's my jam. <laughs> I, still listen to, I still listen to that Pin Siren record probably two, three times a year. Yeah. Well, you know, um, um, God damn it. You just said their name, the switchblade serenade, uh, uh, spread Eagle. Yeah. Spread Eagle. I, I love that record too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. So I don't know. I just that they just had that. I don't know what you want to call it. I mean, obviously skid row was the one that broke out with the, you know, the big hits and mm-hmm. got well known, but uh, Spread Eagle and Penn Siren, both uh, equally as good, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. They were, they were, yeah. I'll tell you what, anything but, anything but Slave to the Grind, I would say the Penn Siren record is better than in the Skid Row catalog. Sure. Because I'm not a huge fan of the, the debut, and and certainly it's better than, um, whatever beat yourself blind whatever that out what's that called subhuman race subhuman race yeah had frozen yeah. on it and all that shit it's a good album but it ain't as good as pin siren so yeah well that was that was on the uh, downswing of the 80s yeah yeah it was i mean i gotta be honest with you uh this chick i was dating at the time you know mm-hmm. when when i remember you and you know uh all that shit came out uh with the debut release 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to, we went to uh, Aerosmith and they were opening up for Aerosmith on the, um, what was it? The pump tour? I think, I might, think, so. I think it might've been pump. And uh, it, to be honest with you, I wasn't that impressed. With Skid Row or with yeah, Aerosmith? Well, no, with Skid Row. Okay. I, I, I thought they were okay, but I didn't think they were that great. I mean, cause you know, obviously the, the difference between watching an MTV video and listening to a studio record as opposed to, uh, um, what you see live, Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I went there expecting to see somewhat of an, a bombastic over the top performance. And it really mm-hmm. was just kind of like, okay, that sounds like a garage band. Yeah. They figured it out though. Once they toured with Pantera a couple of times. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we, uh, now was it Sebastian solo that that we saw at uh was it Rhodes Arena? Rhodes Arena, yeah. Yeah, was that Sebastian solo? Yeah, that was Sebastian solo. Yeah, so so he came out there and played with uh, a song with Pantera, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was them Anthrax and um it was Sebastian Anthrax and Pantera. That was the one where me and Randy got completely fucked up with the band. So. Yeah, I know, but isn't that weird? Does that seem like that happened yesterday? No, nah, that does seem like a long time ago. Really? <laughs> to, to me, I, I remember that just standing on the floor watching that show. And and it to me, it seems like that happened like last year. Yeah. That was so, like, what was that? Like 2000? 99? Something 2000? like that, yeah. yeah I, Anthrax was on... Uh, volume eight tour i remember mm-hmm. that so let's figure out when volume eight was out let's see anthrax volume eight the threat is real that came out in 1998 so it was either 98 or 99 yeah so i knew it was right around there yeah and i i went to that show and uh you know it was a good show it was a solid show yeah totally bombed oh oh Trying to hang with those fucking Pantera guys was a trip. <laughs> oh, and Randy, even worse than me. I mean, Randy's not really the drinker. No. You know, he's not like this crazy drink guy. You know, me, I can throw down with anybody, but whew, throwing down with those Pantera boys was something else. That black oh, tooth grin. Just bombing. And, and fuck, every time we had those little clear plastic cups. And I mean, anytime Dimebag saw you without a with a cup that was empty, he was handing you another cup. Yeah. Hey, drink up, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know how it goes, man. You'd be at a party, everybody sitting there telling stories and fucking goofing around. A lot of times you'll sit for 10 or 15 minutes just holding a, an empty cup, you know, and that's how you kind of pace yourself. Yeah. Not at this show. <laughs> Fuck that. Every I mean, every time somebody had an empty cup, Dimebag's jumping up. He's like, He's like, all right, I see you need one. I see you need one. I see you need one. You know, and he's he's running around getting drinks. He was like the, the maitre d'. Right. Running around getting us all drinks. We were fucked up. It was more than free water. Yeah, it was definitely better than free water. <laughs> free! <laughs> Ooh, wow. We were we were so hammered at that show. And, and then after, the worst part was then we had to drive to Canton to to go and was, yeah because pantera some of the pantera guys were going to to play it and they wanted randy to go because they thought randy looked like fucking david lee roth yeah 
So we get down there and, you know, now, you know, for me, Canton is pretty far from my house. Yeah. It's like 40 miles. Canton's a good hour from my house. Yeah, It's 40 miles from your house. And I'm drunk. I mean, drunk and, and I'm driving and I have to, not only do I have to drive home, but I have to drive Randy home to Ravenna first. So it's like, Probably what if you take that from Sadie Renee's to Ravenna to my house? Is that it's over, it's, miles? It's over, it's over fifty miles? Yeah, because so, you, you have to go. You have to go north and then go east, and then yeah. you got to go back west to you. Yeah, so we're doing all this, and and mind you, it's not like we got to Sadie Renee's and stopped drinking, or started drinking water or something to to mellow out a little bit. Absolutely not. We're at Sadie Renee's, and and they're feeding us drinks there too. <laughs> It was like, we were so fucked. That was one of the only, Randy at one point was like, dude, you want to stay here at at the apartment? And I am always, I'm always a definite no on that. That was one of those times that I was like, maybe. Yeah. But you know, the wife, the wife. Well, that was it. It was the the wife. Yeah, dude, honestly, would have been better for me to get a DWI than to do the right thing and stay at Randy's place. (laughs) Because at least if I got the DWI, I was trying to get home. Right, of course. And that that she would have accepted that better than if I would have stayed at Randy's. It was like you guys were fucking chicks. I know that's what it would have been yeah, because because you guys were chick magnets. Yeah, that's what we were. That's you what know, we were. If I if I got half the pussy that I've been accused of getting over my lifetime, my my dick would have been like Chuck Negron's. It would have been great. Yeah. I, I can't Green. tell you, I cannot tell you over my lifetime how often I got accused of banging other chicks. Oh. And it's like, it's like, man, I wish I had half the pussy I've been accused. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's like chicks just don't drop their panties and just beg you to fuck them. It just doesn't happen. Not normally. You know, I, I got accused of that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, dude, same here. It's like, and I, and, and I, I'll be honest with you. If I was involved with somebody, I never cheated on him. Never. Yeah. Not even once. To and, me, getting caught in that. I mean, I, I was a cheating machine when I was in Korea because I just didn't care, but I was 19 years old. So who gave a shit? Right. You know, once I, once I put a ring on it, I was done. I was not giving up and I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't giving up half of my half of my fortune as it was making $30,000 a year. Your fortune. I, was, I wasn't giving half of that up to right. some people I didn't want to be with anymore. Sure. Some there was no fucking way. Some hua. Yeah, there was no way was I doing that. So I, I didn't cheat. I was like, fuck that. There's no cheating here. And believe me, when I, when I was famous, Chris, when, when I was WMS, Chris, there was a lot of opportunity. Oh, I'm sure there was. There was a lot. There was a lot of opportunity from chicks I can't tell you how many times I was hosting events and chicks were like, I'll suck your dick for fucking Pantera tickets. Hmm. How about if I just give you the ticket? Right. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of that, I know we talked about this earlier in the show, listening yeah. back to some of the Jocktober stuff and the, the mm-hmm. o- ONA stuff. Yeah. I guess they were doing their show next to K-Rock or in the studio next to the K-Rock studio or something when okay. they they were picking up their phones. Yeah. 
and and they go, man, the K Rock phones are lighting up like crazy. There must be something going on over there. And they like picked up the phones, right? And they're just like, hey, K Rock, you know, they're actually K Did I win? Did I win? This is like, what, what what do you think you win? Foo Fighter tickets? It goes, all right, all you have to do is repeat after me. I suck cock for K Rock. (laughs) Foo Fighter tickets, K Rock. I suck cock for K Rock. they, They were, they were ahead of their time. I know, but it's just the whole, I, I'm going to get something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do for those tickets? I'll suck your cock for Pantera tickets. Yeah. There's all, dude, they're, they're, those kind of nights and, you know, the, the infamous night at Billy's Club when we locked the doors and I started doling out money to get chicks to fucking eat each other out on top of the Pac-Man machine or fucking get naked in the tub of ice water and you know, got Randy laid. That was one of those times. The one chick was like, was like 40 bucks and I'll fuck you in the back room. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at Randy. I said, how about if I just give her the 40 bucks and you fuck her in the back room? Wow. And Randy was like, okay. 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 okay terrific. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Terrific. And Randy did. He took her right in the back and oh fucking God. banged the tar out of this fucking little girl. Ugh. For 40 bucks. <laughs> but I, oh, dude, you want to talk about getting in trouble because I spent a ton of money and I didn't have any money. I went to the ATM machine and drew out like 400 bucks. It was like rent money and everything else. You know, it, it was literally my rent money. But I was just like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? We're having fun. You know, I didn't want the party to end. <laughs> Ooh. And then trying to not tell her what I did with all the money. <laughs> Laying down your trick money for the whores. I couldn't tell her that. I literally told her that I was drinking and it got, and I it got away from me. <laughs> I'd let her think that I drank four hundred dollars worth you, of booze. You drank it all. Yeah, I was I was more than willing to be guilty of being a drunk than a than a whoremonger. Yeah, and I and especially since I wasn't banging the horse. Yeah. If I, I, spent, I spent them, the money and I didn't even get, 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 yeah. get it off on it. Yeah. Do you think she would have believed that? No, I, I have a hard time believing that. I was there. I, you know, that story just sounds terrible. Oh yeah. I spent a bunch of money and everybody else got laid and not me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love you, honey. Yeah, exactly. Cause I'm so faithful. I'm faithful to this marriage. It's going to last forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if if any of you listening tonight haven't had a chance to 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 relive the O and A days, yeah, you have got to listen to that shit. I mean, it's been years for me, and listening back, uh, I mean, I I'm just like on a different planet listening to these guys. Sure. Oh yeah, just listening to the stories and the carrying on, and, and it's just funny as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Just so good. Yeah, it is. Dude, speaking of speaking of marriage and stuff, yes. Do you want me to make your stomach hurt? Oh, please. Saw a posting this week on Fuckbook. Steve Jackson engaged. Well, we knew that. I know, but but now it's official. Steve Jackson engaged. Did he just get out of a marriage recently? Yeah. Yeah. Well, got to get into another one. Yeah, of course. Got to jump right back in. Well, he dated her a year, therefore you got to jump right in. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Yes, please. 
Why would you do that to yourself twice? (laughs) Because this one is going to be the one, man. Sure. Five years later, we'll get the call again. Dudes, I should have listened to you guys, man. That bitch was worse than the first one, man. And then, and then three months later, I'll be like, oh, I met this other one, man. Yeah. She's great. This one's, this is the real one this time. Mm-hmm. Those other two didn't have quite what it, but this one, she gets me. Sure. Shut it. <laughs> I'm going to make this announcement to Steve Jackson right now. I don't want to hear about your divorce and I don't want to hear about your third wife. Just stop it. You're, you're, you're sentencing yourself to, it's like injecting cancer into your brain. That's what you're doing. You're injecting cancer into your brain. Well, you know, what's really funny is, you know, again, with the ONA, I was listening to an older episode of ONA and they were talking about the whole marriage and divorce thing. And Opie was going, yeah, I can't even imagine being married at this point. I can't even imagine being married. And then later he's married, got kids, and that's when the show started sucking. Yeah, because he got married. Yeah, well, he got married, and then he had a kid, and then all he talks about is, well, I'm just hanging around the house, watching yeah. the kid, being on Twitter, yeah, you know. It's like, it's like, dude. You, and and then, of course, you know, because the, the show got a little nutty, especially with Norton and his sense of humor and sure. Anthony Egan and Mon, and th- these two are single guys, and then – Opie is just like, hey, dude, you know, she's telling me I represent all of us now, you know, and she had to turn it off because she couldn't listen to it. And then I I was just like, oh, man, you talk about throwing a wet blanket on a on a raging inferno. Yeah. You you know, and I'm going to pat myself. That's the only thing I did right in the in the ramp up to my divorce. Yes. I did not let it affect what I was doing here. I knowing she was listening in the other room and knowing that it was going to be a three hour fight at the end of it. I still was willing to bring it. And you did. And I did, which is why you pulled the plug because she made life so miserable. You just like, I got to quit. I got, I I can't deal with the name, but I never did a soft show. No, no, you didn't do a soft show. You, you stayed true until you pulled the plug until I couldn't do it anymore. Until you pulled the plug, (laughs) but I wasn't going to do a soft show. I'll never, I will never forget that night. I will never forget it sitting there and you and I are in a, in a groove and we're into a riff and we're, we're just talking just bad shit and being silly. And I'm trying, and I, and I'm making a statement and I get nothing back from you and you're just fucking gone. Yeah. And, and then I get a text is like, dude, I had to leave the show and I still had like an hour left. I think we were about like five hours in and then you left the show. So I finished out the show for the last hour. I, I go to bed, I get up the next morning and I got this like four paragraph email from you yeah. telling me that you're leaving the show effective immediately. Yeah. And it, I was it, just like, what? Yeah. It, it, it was out of control. Bad. It's, and it's my fault. I can't take it anymore. This yeah. is really affecting my life. I gotta, mm-hmm. I have to just own up to the fact that I'm a family man and I can't do this kind of humor anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to leave you high and dry and I'm going to work behind the scenes and help you and get you some interviews and this, that, and the other, which I appreciated. Yeah. And again, and you know me, I I never had any 
animus towards you at no, all. Of course Never. Not. No. And then you go, you know, I really love what I do, but I got to concentrate on the family right now. And what a mess. <laughs> and then I kept saying, you'll be back. Yeah. What a mess. It was you'll a mess. And then you tried to, you tried to do something clean and launched all the news. Yeah. Which was doing and, well, but I hated it. And it was just like, it was boring. Yeah. I, I hated it. I, it was boring as hell to me. It, it did. Okay. Yeah. But I hated it. I was like, I am not fucking Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> That's not me. It's like, and then I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to muddle through here the best I can and I'll find you a new co-host. And I was just like, dude, if it's not you, I don't want another co-host. Yeah. We tried. I, with that I, one. I, I, I don't want another co-host. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't, it, it, I mean, the whole time was a mess. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't change it, but obviously the right move would have been tell her to fucking beat it. You know, that, that was the right move at that point. I should have told her to beat it. You know, my kids were almost out of the house. So, it, you know, this, this mystery that I was going to be paying was like, how long would I have been paying? Six months, eight months, a year. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been paying that long and then they'd have been out of the house. So yeah. I remember talking to my sister. It's like, yeah, Chris, Chris had to leave the show. Well, what and I said, well, his, you know, his wife was really putting a lot of pressure on it. Well, you guys are pretty dirty. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that's kind of our humor. And it's like, well, I can't blame her, you know, yeah. and it was probably good that he left the show to concentrate on his marriage or his yeah. life and blah, blah, blah. Great. I said, well, it's kind of leaving me hanging. Well, maybe it's time for you to just put that show away because that's just kind of, you know, and I was like, but it's what I like to do. Yeah, yeah. no, but it, it really just doesn't fit in with what we do here. Yeah, so like, what <laughs> so what <laughs> it's just like, I know, dude, it, it just was a mess the whole that whole time and, and i'm telling you that was the deepest depression i ever went into i know i mean i called you a lot obviously because i was in a bad way too yeah. you know in a personal way right you, know, you were or, hating your life i was hating my life and and i and then we talked two or three times a week yeah you know, and, and it's just like what's going on well yeah. you know and we then, were still doing a show. We just weren't sharing it. And then, then it was just the funniest goddamn thing when you, and, and this happened when we were not doing the show was when right. your, your wife raided your office area and threw all the oh, yeah. CDs and all that yeah. shit and just destroyed all your VHS videotapes with, with scissors, <laughs> ripped them out and cut them so that I couldn't even put them back together. Oh my God. With scissors. I came in and there was just this huge fucking pile of broken CDs and broken videotapes with, with tape cut all over the place on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And, 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 you know, I was kind of hating my life at the time oh. too. And then you're telling me your story. And I was just like, oh, I guess I don't have it as bad as crap. Oh. Dude, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I wanted to kill myself in the worst way so many times. Just and I went into total isolation. I didn't just cut off from the show. Hey, well, you because because you were everything. being a, well, you were being accused that your quote unquote your friends were bad influences yeah. on you, and yeah. so you didn't have any contact with them. No contact with friends. I went out one time in two and a half years. I went to a BW3s to watch a fucking college football game. I don't even watch college football. 
but I went to a college to watch a college football game and, and she was somehow okay with that. But dude, and then some of the moves I was making were retarded. You know, she's like, you, this is your chance to upgrade your friends. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah, Cause I, I hang out with the low lives. Yeah. Man. So I started hanging out with this guy. His name was Chris by same as mine. And he was a senior level guy at um, uh, Rockwell, Rockwell technology. Right. He was like a senior director of blah, 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 whatever. And had the huge house had the huge remember that he was the guy that got me into that fucking quick star nonsense. Which yeah. I, I, met him. Him. I met him. Yeah. I got into it too. Yeah. Cause I roped you into that, but you know, and, and it just was bad. It was like, I'm hanging with this fucking guy. I can't talk to him about anything. He didn't like any of the same TV that I did. He didn't like any of the movies that I did. He was a country music fan. So I couldn't talk to him about tunes and you know, all he wanted to talk about was his kids going to Aspen for a ski trip and <laughs> quick star. And meanwhile, I couldn't associate with any of this shit because I couldn't afford to send my kids to Aspen and, you know, on a ski trip and fucking, I didn't want to talk about the new John Michael Montgomery record. You know, I, I just wasn't into any of that stuff. And I'm hanging with this guy sitting at his house. Dude, I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. I'm sitting at this guy's house and he's got like the, the, the real foofy fucking hors d'oeuvres bullshit on his table. And we're sitting there and we're talking about that fucking quick star, which is basically Amway. Right. And um, so we're talking about talking about it and he lays all the products that he bought out. And I just was like, man, he bought a lot of fucking product. And then I start thinking about it. this guy can afford these fucking $40 vitamins. Right. I can't afford $40 vitamins. This, you know, why am I here? And, and, but we finished talking about quick star. And then, I mean, probably for 20 minutes silence because you ran out of shit to talk there was about. Nothing to talk about. There was no commonality at all. No, he was a fucking, he was a fucking hardcore Democrat guy which wasn't such a big deal at the time, but I was like, I wanted nothing to do with politics. You know, I, I didn't want to talk politics with this guy, you know, and, and I got Georgetta over my shoulder, making sure I don't say something stupid to offend, <laughs> to offend these new friends, something stupid, you know, her rich, her new, her new wealthier friends. Right. She was friends with the wife. And I, it just was, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. And then I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I just don't want to talk to anybody anymore. And I spent easily a year. I would talk to you on the phone and that way, and my friend Scotty and the rest of my life was spent with headphones on. Right. I would wear headphones so that I could zone out of the entire fucking world. And I did for at least a year, maybe a year and a half. Just did not, did not function just at all. I mean, just, just, she, she did me such a solid by dumping me. It ain't even funny. Yeah. And, and it, it, believe me, it, it shows itself more and more every single day, you know, and, and we're on good terms. You know, it's, it's the weirdest thing. We're on good terms now, 
but just even talking to her, when I talk to her about this or that, I just get those little reminders and it's like, Oh, that could really be fucking bad. If I, <laughs> if, if that was still going on, how, how I would have, I probably would have killed myself. Right. I think, I, I think it's not healthy to be that isolated for that long. I agree. I completely I, agree. And to be, and especially somebody that like me, that is a total social butterfly. It is really not good to be that isolated and not talking to anybody, but your kids and, and your wife that you don't even like, you know, that was a whole nother thing. I couldn't really talk to her about anything either. She didn't like sports. She didn't like my music. She didn't like my TV. She didn't like my movies. Uh, yes, Phil, it was my marriage. I will say, yes, it was definitely worse than Al Bundy's. Absolutely. Neely was here to see it. Who would you rather have been, Al Bundy or me? <laughs> Honest. I'd be Al Bundy, I guess. I would, too. I would have traded with Al Bundy in a heartbeat. At least he went out to the bar every once in a while and got to look at a tit mag or a strip club every now and again. Or he, or he, or he fitted women with shoes with short skirts on. Yeah, could get a little, little glimpse at the fucking meat flaps or something. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Al Bundy got to live a life. I had nothing going on. Yeah. You know, nothing. And, and I, you know, it, it was so bad. And, and now it's not. And it's like, you know, it, it's such a weird thing because, you know, she'll say to me uh, on occasion now, she'll be like, see, I always knew you didn't want to be married. And I have to say, yeah, you're right on that. <laughs> Well, you know, the fun, the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, and I'm, I don't even know if I revealed this to you or not, uh -huh. but, but you left the show, which we were having fun with, Yeah, you know, we were just having fun, just as much fun as we were having today. If, if, if I, I guarantee you we're having more fun today than we did then, oh, yeah. Yeah. but uh, both of us, we were just having a good time though the whole breakthrough for the show where you and I are concerned about mm -hmm. where the direction of the show was, yeah. was always, it'll always be laser wolf mother. Of course. Yeah. That, that was where you and I discovered that what we do free form mm -hmm. works best. Yeah. And long form. That yeah. was the other thing. Free form and long form. Cause we used to try and like, we used to do segments but they were all like 10 minutes. Yeah. Because we, we were trying to be formatted. Yeah. We were trying to be like a radio show. We were yeah, trying to we, be like, all right, well, you know, well, since we talked about kingdom come, let's play a kingdom come song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and we were very formatted because we were both used to the, the, the radio clock. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to stay and be traditional radio. Yeah. But then we realized we don't have to do that. Yeah. And then when it, when we did the laser wolf mother thing, and then we yeah. talked to, to that cushion, guy from, from, uh, from, uh, Thor. Yeah. Thor. And he, and he said he was listening to the show and he thought we were really funny. Yeah. It was just like, holy shit. We kind of like stumbled onto, you know, what we can do. Yeah. And we were really starting to pick up momentum and that's when yeah. things started getting ugly Yeah, in your life anyway. Oh yeah. It was bad. And, and so it was such dude, it was so, and there's more to it. it. You know, there was, I was doing the CMS and having so much fun. Yeah. Then I would get from three Oh five till about six or seven in the morning, 
I would just get destroyed by the wife. <laughs> well, what I, what I was trying to drive at here yeah, uh -huh. is that you were having fun with me doing the show. Absolutely. Because we were really kind of finding our, our, you know, center kind of, mm -hmm. you know, hitting the ground running. And we yeah. just realized that we could do kind of goofy shit. We could do bits. We could mm -hmm. be on talking metal. We, we yeah. were goofing on the rev, we, you know, we were doing all kinds of just kind of just off the cuff shit. Yeah. And then you pulled the plug. Yeah. You know, because yeah. obviously for your personal circumstances. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Um, you, after you left the show mm -hmm. and, and I thought you were done, you know, I thought, okay, well, Chris is done. Obviously he's trying to take care of shit. Well, then you launch all, all the news. Yeah. And my personal thought was, wait a minute, you can do all the news, but you can't do the show with me. Yeah. And, and you were spent and you didn't spend a lot of time on doing all the news. I mean, that lasted maybe what, six or eight months. Yeah. Not too long. It wasn't very long, but you were uploading segments and you were recording stuff where you were yeah. analyzing the news as you mm -hmm. put it earlier, Rush Limbaugh. And I'm yeah. going. What are you doing that for when you have a perfectly, you know, uh, able co-host to do yeah. fun shit with that you are, you're doing anyway, but now you're just doing something, yeah. an alternative to what we're doing, but you're still spending time to do it, but you're not doing it with me or doing it with the show. And it's that like, well, well, it's safer and it's not controversial. And the wife isn't on my ass. Well, that was the thing. She didn't like you. <laughs> Well, who she doesn't, doesn't like you and, and who, who doesn't like me? Well, dude, the, that was the weirdest thing of all of it was she always blamed everybody else for who I was, for who I was being and never understood. I was the bad guy. It wasn't you. You're certainly not as fucking filthy as me. Never have been. Never will be. She used to think Matt was the problem with the metal show. And he's as clean as a whistle. Matt is the nicest fucking guy ever. I mean, literally, Matt is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But she always thought that Matt was leading me into the bad place, just like you were leading me. Into, and I was like, wait a minute. That's not how it is. I'm the fucking dirty fucking Satan here. You know, and she never got that. She always thought my friends... If I was out drinking and partying, well, it must have been that my friends fucking handed me drinks. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. And, and the worst part is she knew better because she, when she met me, every dude, when she met me, when we were in Korea, every single Friday, everybody would congregate in my room. Right. I was the center of the party. I was that guy. I was the, the party started with me. When I decided it was time to leave the room and go to go downtown to Itaewon, we would go in a pack of like 25 people all at once, you know, because everybody, and it was all me. It was all, I'm ready to go. So we would all venture down to Itaewon. We would all sit in the same place, the same booths at the, at the bars that we would go to. We would, if, if, if a fight started, I was always the one throwing the first punch. And then, everybody would jump in but i was always the instigator and somewhere along the way she forgot that that's who i was 
it was it was crazy dude <laughs> i'm the bad guy exactly right you're the bad guy i am the bad guy my girl <laughs> That's right. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Just a bad guy. I, dude, it was so crazy. You know, I, I mean, for her to think, listening to, and if you listen to those CMS, the classic episodes of the CMS. Yes. Listen to Kay and Abby. You listen to Dirt Talk. You listen to um, Jason the Horse. You listen to any Talk, of the Talking Metal. Or, or um, Pontiff the was Sister Bertha Bangers. You know, any of those segments, who is the vile one? You. I'm always the vile one. Well, my, my you know, the girl that I was dating, Rebecca, mm-hmm. couldn't stand you. My sister couldn't stand you. Of course. You know, oh, what is he going to swear all the time? Why is he going to say such filthy things all the yeah. time? How can you be friends with a guy like that? <laughs> You're not like that. Yeah. You yeah. don't say stuff like that. Yeah, not to you. <laughs> you don't say stuff like, I heard the show the other night. You guys were just like being really filthy. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a fucking... Um, Clean, you know, clean show. It's a dirty show. Yeah. And nobody ever wants to get that. They all want it to be what they want. Right. But and, and the chicks <laughs> never the chicks never get this show. They never no. dude. I, I was looking at our numbers um on um Anchor, I think, or Spotify, whatever it is. And it's like our audience is 88% 40. 40 45 to 59 or whatever or 65 whatever that is 45 to 65 that number and it is 93% male of course 93% male this is a guy show we know that and unlike those that fucking cower to the me too movement we're not changing that well we need a hole on the show no we don't <laughs> we don't need a hole and we don't need to appeal to the holes <laughs> The only chicks that listen to this show are chicks that have guy humor. That's it. Any chick that fucking thinks like a chick is not welcome here and will never want to be here. And that's just the way it is. And that's most chicks. We don't want you. We don't want you to listen. Well, again, another credit to ONA coming up with the term whole. Oh, I know. It's great. The whole. And it fits perfect. And again, they got the whole. Yeah. All right, guys, take it easy. Guys. <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh, you're so bad. Phil hit it on the head. COVID is sweeter than marriage. Right. I would take COVID again over being married again. <laughs> I had the COVID over Labor Day. I'll take the COVID I had again over, over being married again. <laughs> Honestly, if you were, if, what would you take? A five-year marriage or one week where you may or may not live? Oh, I'll take that one week. Yeah, you'll take the risk, right? Of course. Yeah, me too. Do that every time. Matter of fact, I'll stay home another three days and then go to the hospital. (laughs) I'll really roll the dice. Fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) 
fellows. <laughs> Life would have been sweeter with Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Now that, that the marriage thing just that time period though, that, dude, that was, that was so disappointing walking away from the fucking show. We were, we were right on the cusp. We were on a trajectory at that point. Yeah. We were right there and I just had to walk away from it because, because I needed to save my marriage. Oh, what a right. moron. What a moron. I should have just said, fuck you, leave, leave me, please. You know, that that's the, the worst part about it is, is if I just would have said, I'm not quitting this, you could just go ahead and leave now. She probably would have. And my life, I could have saved myself three years. I could have got three years back. And that would have been nice. But no. Disappointed! Amen. I was disappointed. Disappointed myself now. <laughs> For 23 wasted years, not just three. <laughs> I should have broke out. Dude, that's the weirdest thing, man. When, when you think about your, your marriage, your wife. Do you feel like you broke up at the right time? You waited too long or, or you, sh those are your two options. You, you either broke up at the right time when you should have, or, or you waited too long. Are you talking about me personally? Yeah. You personally with, with your three year um, marriage, did you well, wait too long or not? I got, I got married in August of 84. Mm-hmm. And it was over by May of 87. Okay. So it was not quite three years. It was almost three years. Okay. And I will tell you that between, let's see here. Let's see, it was over by May of 87. I think I slept on the couch between I'm going to, I think I started sleeping on the couch about September of 86. Okay. And it was over by 87 and that was the end of it. And I was just the happiest I could be. So you feel like you might've, you probably should have cut it just a little bit sooner. Just a little sooner. Me and her, we knew that it wasn't working year one. Well, I knew, I knew I made a mistake the night I got married. I did that too. Yeah. Cause, cause I remember, you know, my wedding night, we spent the night in the hotel. Yeah. And, I, and this is again, where I, I empathize with Anthony. Mm -hmm. he, he told this story about, I think he got married, right? Um, to, not to Jill or anything. No, 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 no. He he got married really yeah. early. Yeah, he did. And it was, and he said that he laid there with tears of bitter regret on his wedding <laughs> night. Right. I did the same exact goddamn thing. Oh Jesus! I I was just like, what did I fucking do? Yeah. And then I thought, okay, I made this decision. I, you know, it's I I made my bet. I'm going to lie in it. Sure. And I tried to do the best I could and she just made my life miserable. And after about two and a half years in, I was just like, I'm fucking done here. Sure. Dude, done. Dude, 
I'll, I'll tell my wedding night story too, because this is no better. <laughs> this is no in fact, This is worse on me, but I don't care. I'll just share it anyway. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. We had to get married to be together. She came, I, I came down on orders to go to, um, uh, for, I, I think it was, I came down on orders to go to Fort hood, Texas. She came down on orders to go to Fort Ord in California. It might've been the other way around. I don't remember exactly, but one of us was California. One of us was Texas. And the only way we could get to, we could be together is to get married. You know, we had to get married. Then we could file a thing and then we could, you know, be together. That right. type of deal. So it's almost like we had to get married to date. That was really what it was, was we sort of had to get married and then date. So we made a plan, fly her in, get married, fly her to fuck back to Korea to finish her time. She had like two or three months after that to do. So in that time, I get a DWI. <laughs> I get I get in trouble. I get busted. I get busted with all these fucking fake IDs in my pocket and other people's other friends' IDs and this whole thing. Just a mess. And I really blew up my entire life because we had, we, well, I mean, we had all these plans that we were going to do. We were going to finish out our army time. I was going to go to work at NASA. You know, I, I was, I had a, I had a security clearance and I was an Intel guy. So I had already talked to the people at NASA and they were like, yeah, as soon as you're done, you know, when you're about a year out, hit us up, we'll get all the paperwork done. You can walk right into NASA when you're done. And I mean, we had all of this already laid out. Then I get a DWI <laughs> in intelligence school, no less. I'm in Intel school. First thing they do, pull my security clearance, right, right. which means my job in the army is now fucked because you can't be an Intel guy without a fucking clearance. Then NASA says, no, can't have you without a clearance. So I'm fucked in NASA. I'm just fucked every which way, right? I don't tell Georgetta that I get this DWI. <laughs> I wait till she gets here. She flies in from Korea to Arizona. And I sit her down that first night and I said, hey, I got to tell you something. You're not going to like it. You know, and I tell her I got busted. I got a DWI, security clearance, our whole our whole future, everything's fucked, but we'll, we'll be okay. If, if you still want to get married and I'm thinking she's going to fucking split. That's going to bail. I'm thinking she is going to fucking split. Right. And she's like, no, uh, you know, I love you. We'll make it work. Bup, 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 bup. You know, all the happy horse shit that we all tell each other when we're fucking brand new, right? Brand new and in love. Right. Sure. So I'm like, okay. This is going to be good, right? So we get we get married. We do a justice of the peace, a quickie deal, you know. And, dude, the funniest thing, I, I should find the picture and put it up. I had nothing to offer. So nothing to offer that she had to pay for the justice of the peace because I had no money because I had to pay the fine for the DWI. <laughs> and I couldn't even afford a sport coat. For, for the wedding itself. So I had to borrow my friend Tony's sport coat. Nice. I'm wearing this sport coat that's like three sizes too big for me, you know, at my own fucking wedding because I couldn't afford anything. So we get married and 
instead of doing like a, you know, a, a party thing, we just went up to the mountains. All my friends, she doesn't know anybody there, but me and all my friends, we go up to the mountains with a, with like a, a hibachi and um, mad amounts of alcohol. Right. <laughs> I, of course, get completely fucking annihilated. Just fucked beyond all fucked alcohol you know guy that just got a dwi and isn't supposed to be drinking i drank my fucking face off and we're in the mountains in arizona i get sunburned so bad that everything my back my shoulders everything gets fucking blister burns so when we finally go back to the hotel i sure ain't fucking her because a i can't move because i got blisters all over me and b i'm fucking i'm too fucked up I just passed out and she told me, she, she told me after she was like, I should have just fucking walked away that day. <laughs> and, and, and I don't disagree with her. She should have walked away that day. Right. But she didn't, she stuck around. And when we got to California, we realized in a mega fucking hurry that we were not working. I, I mean, every single day was a fucking screaming argument. Every day, me and her just nose to nose screaming at each other. And it was like, what are we fucking doing? And and I don't know why, but I just was like, we're going to fucking fix this. And, you know, I had my mom chirping in my ear and she had somebody chirping in her ear that that's all married couples. And you just got to tough it out through the first two years. And then, you, you know, and then it all settles down once you learn how to live with the other person. But everybody kept saying two years two years. And I was like, okay, well then I'll wait two years. Right. Well, middle of that first year, I knocked her up, you know? And then I was like, well, I can't leave now. I got a kid, you know, I got a kid. I can't fucking split. So onward we went, we had that kid. Then we did break up for a bit and I had the brilliant idea with her. We broke up for like seven weeks. She went to Kentucky and I was here. And, um, and I convinced her to come back and have another kid because that would fix everything. <laughs> Baby, yeah, come I mean, back. Yeah. It was, it was so stupid. Just the dumbest thought I ever had in my life was, yeah, we'll, we'll just have another kid and that'll make everything better. So she came back and, you know, we fucked like rabbits for a fucking month or two. She got pregnant, had another kid. Nothing was better. It was completely fucked up. Then I got fucking hurt. You know, then I got the, the burn accident happened. Then it was like, she didn't leave because she was trying to do the right thing. And dude, we just fucking hung out until, until, you know, finally the kids were grown. It was such a stupid, it was such a stupid thing, man. We, we hung on way too long. Yeah. Like 23 years too long, 22 years too long. <laughs> It's bad, man. Yeah.
Fuck you, Chicago. Fuck off. <laughs> we can last forever. It's songs like that that fucking convince me to keep, keep reading it out. I should have been listening to like two out of three ain't bad by meatloaf. It's over. <laughs> You're never going to get what you want. Right. But at least you got something decent. You know, right. I, I should have at least gone that route. Sure. Or, or fucking paradise by the dashboard light. Exactly. You know. I told you that I loved you, so I'll just fucking stick it out till the end of time. Right. That's really the theme to Chris Aiken's marriage. That really is. That is the theme to my marriage. It's, it's paradise. Like, it's, like, it's like I made a commitment, so I guess I'll live it out. Whether yeah. I enjoy life or not, I'll just live miserably. Yeah. And now I'm waiting for the end of time to hurry up and arrive. Right. Because if I got to spend even one more fucking second with you, I don't think I'm going to survive. That is me. Yeah, I know. That was meatloaf. He, he probably came to my house and wrote it when I wasn't looking. <laughs> Me, I, I was at the point where I was just like, I can't live the rest of my days like this. Dude. I, I have got to get out of here. Dude, I'm telling you, had she not dumped me, and I promise this, had she not dumped me, I'd still be with her today, 10 years later. Right. No doubt in my mind, I would still be with her right now. Cause I would have never quit to me. It was, it was almost like, you know, it, it was like, I said, I would do this good, bad, sick health. She stuck with me in the health part and the bad part. I was never going to just leave because I didn't like her. I just was like, that, I guess that's what marriage is. Yeah. You just don't like each other. So, okay, whatever. I'm, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> never would have left. I'm a man of my word. I'm glad she dumped me, man. Believe me. Best favor she ever did me was fucking taking another dick. <laughs> and Best he, favor she ever did. And then he died. Then he died. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to reveal that, but. Victory lap for Chris. Yeah. No, that would be wrong. <laughs> nah. Look. As much as I should probably hate that guy because he was banging my wife when she was my wife. Rest in peace, bro. And thank you for doing me a solid. Well, I got, I got a story like that too. All right. So when I was living in California, mm -hmm. uh, I we were living in an apartment complex, right? Okay. So there was this guy, real, real nice guy, just kind of unassuming, just kind of a low key guy. Right. We, we lived, uh, near a air force base. Okay. It was, um, what was it? George air force base. And this guy was based at George air force base as okay. were a lot of people in, in the town there that I lived in. Sure. And, uh, he lived in the uh, one bedroom apartment right next to us. Right. And mm -hmm. he was a Midwestern guy. He was from Indiana and, um, my wife and I split up right? and she went on to uh, go live with some lady. She was doing some kind of like caretaking type stuff for like a older lady who needed some assistance around the house. Okay. So I came out, I, I came out of my, I, I was either, I think I was coming home from work or something. 
And as I'm walking up the sidewalk to my apartment, she comes walking out of this guy's apartment. Okay. And I was like, what are you doing here? Right. And she goes, oh, well, he's he's out of town. He's on maneuvers or some shit like that. And he asked me to kind of watch his apartment. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Nice seeing you. And I just kind of went about my business. You know, me, very unassuming. I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my apartment, you know, do go to yeah i think it was like on a friday or thursday friday whatever mm-hmm. so uh saturday afternoon i get a knock on my door so i open up the door she and this guy my next door neighbor mm-hmm. is at the door and i'm just like oh hey guys what's going on and he's like hey man i just wondered if we could come in and talk to you for a minute I'm just All like, right. okay, come on in. Sure. So, so they come in and they sit down on the couch and he goes, hey, listen, you know, you and I have been neighbors for, you know, a, a year, year and a half, maybe two years. Okay. Um, You know, and I, and I just kind of want to come clean here and I just want to make sure that, you know, there's no issues here or whatever, but uh, I've been dating your ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. And I was just like, okay. And so she's got a ring on her finger, right? Okay. And he says, yeah, we're, we're engaged. And I just kind of wanted to let you know, because you know, you've been kind of a cool guy and you've never had a problem with me. And I just didn't want it to be a secret and you know, all this other stuff. And I was just like, okay, dude, whatever. I said, cool with me. I said, I, and this is my exact words. I just hope you know what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) Right. And he goes, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, you'll find out. Yeah. Not six weeks later, Mm -hmm. this guy comes knocking at my door by himself. (laughs) And he comes to my door and I open up the door and, hey, dude, what's up? And he goes, can I come in? And I go, yeah, sure. Come on in. So he sits on my couch. This guy starts breaking down in tears, right? Crying his eyes out. And I go, what's up? And he said, you know what, dude, when we were here and I told you that I was dating your ex-wife, uh, (laughs) and you said that, you know, I hope you know what I'm getting into and I didn't know what you meant. And you said, you'll find out. Well, I found out this chick is just like a a fucking bitch. And (laughs) and this guy's talking to me while he's sobbing. Oh boy. Sobbing, you know, crying his eyes out. Mm -hmm. It's where I feel that I have to get up and go to the kitchen and get him a paper towel to wipe his eyes. Jeez, oh man. And he goes, she's such a horrible person, dude. And I'm sorry I ever got mixed up with her. And I knew it was wrong. And I should have never. T- <laughs> 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 he was just crying his eyes out. That's crazy. And I'm sitting here laughing today. This was over 30 years ago. But, right. But he, he was sitting there crying. He, yeah. I mean, he was, he was weeping. And he and, had been uh, with your what? A month? what's that how long had he been with her six well, months well yeah six months maybe yeah. and and then he basically 
spelled out how she put the pressure on him to get her a ring and that, you know, that they had to get married and, you know, all this other shit. And I was just like, yeah, I kind of get it. And he goes, yeah, I'm so sorry, man. I'm just sorry I got involved with her and you've been a cool neighbor. (laughs) And this is just, this is just so bad. And I'm just like, take it easy. It's okay. You know, I didn't know who else to talk to and I wanted, I just wanted to let you know that I understand now. Man, how do you cry over somebody? I, 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 I'm okay with the crying part if you've been with them for a long time, but six months. Yeah, it, it was, it was less than a year. I don't know if it was six months, maybe eight months at the most. But this guy was, oh. this guy was weeping, and yeah. and he told me how he bought her like a one carat diamond ring because on her assi- insistence that he get her a ring and. Right. They get married and all this bullshit. And I was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. I don't get it. You know, it was, it was just horrible. Yeah. You know, and, and then, you know, fortunately for this guy, he got deployed somewhere else. So he was, he was gone. And right. then before I knew it, she was involved with another dude of you know, who was a Mexican gardener and she got knocked up by this guy. Oh Jesus! Hey, that's a whole nother story, but but regardless of that, it, it it was just bizarre how this guy came and he wanted to make everything above board and wanted to be you know honest about it because you know he was just a Midwestern guy, you know he was from I think he was from like Terre Haute, Indiana or something originally. Okay, and he was out in California, and you know me, I was from Ohio and Midwestern right. and. You know, we kind of had that Midwestern value and sure. this guy was just feeling guilty and he just wanted to make sure everything was cool because he was our neighbor for like a year. Right. And she just kind of like put her latches into him, <laughs> you know, after we broke up and, and, and granted she was an attractive girl, but sure. man, she was a horrible person. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of them out there, you know, and, and, you know, I, I haven't seen her since. August of 87 was the last time I saw her. Yeah. And, uh, since then, you know, I, I've run one of those, uh, you know, one of those personal profile things. She's been married four times. Oh boy. You know, and I'm thinking, what does this chick have that guys are willing to marry her? Pussy. (laughs) You know, dude, dude, especially if you've been in a bad relationship where the sex goes bad. Then when you get something that's good, it's like, oh, this is what I need. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, that's what happens to most guys. Dude, most guys are so, first of all, most guys do not remember that pussy in, in general is not worth marrying over. <laughs> they forget. Yeah. They forget. They get laid and, you know, dude, with every, with every chick you've ever had a long-term relationship with, a lot, like a, at least a year. At least a year. Okay. There's at least one sexual time that was really fucking more amazing than the rest. True. Yeah, because because you finally get into a into a, a groove. Like, sympathetic, you know, yeah. sympathetic rhythm, I guess. Yeah. And you just have that one, it, it usually is just a, a day or whatever, but everything flows right. The 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 feeling is right, the feelings are right, the the day itself plays out right, everything works out. Unfortunately, with guys, that's the day we always fucking compare everything to. <laughs> that's the day 
That's why, that's why guys will never, that's why guys like me, stupid ass me stay in relationships too. Right. Right. It's like, cause I can get that back. That day was so good. I, I, I'll be the first one to say that is definitely what happened with me. Well, and Georgetta. well that's what's called lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Me and Georgetta, we had this fucking ridiculous, crazy fucking sex night. Mm-hmm. When we were dating at, at the Niaja hotel in fucking Korea in downtown Seoul. And it was like just 12 hours of just nonstop fucking. Right. It was fucking ridiculous, man. Fucking the, the, the kind of shit you see in pornos where you're fucking and you fall off the bed. You don't even pull your dick out. You know, I mean, it was that kind of just absolutely fucking ridiculous sex night. Right. Right. For sure. I can't tell you how many times when I was at my worst with her, I would think to myself, but I could probably, there's gotta be a way to get back to that. Yeah. I would think that all the time. There's got to be a way to get back to that. Well, the the reality is there's not a way to get back to that. It was just a moment in time and it was fleeting. It was a, it was a fleeting moment in time. Yeah. And I'm not fucking 19 years old with 3% body fat anymore either. You know, I'm fucking dumpy 35 burn victim guy. I'm not going to find that again. Yep. You know that, you know, I'm not in that kind of shape. I'm not, I'm not in that kind of mental mood. Now everything bothers me a lot more, you know, back then. I mean, what were my issues back then? Chasing chicks. That was the only issues I had when I was 19 years old, right? Getting laid and partying. I didn't care about politics, bills, life, anything. I cared about getting laid and fucking partying, which made it easy to fucking fall in love and, and and really get into a crazy fucking sex life with this chick and and then all of a sudden it was like you know i can get back to that i know i can find my way back to that and the reality was no there's no finding your way back and that is a lesson that guys need to learn whatever that special time was it ain't coming back that most special time if it's been more, if it's been more than six months and you haven't felt that way again, that's the moment that you mark is the fucking time you started falling down the hill. Right. And the only difference is if there's a plateau level on that hill, or if you're going to fall all the way to the bottom and get hit by a car in traffic. <laughs> and for most of us, we fall into the traffic. That's just the truth to it. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's just. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, I had this chick that I dated, you know, back, back uh, in between 89 and 91. Mm -hmm. It was on an on again, off again thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't exactly the most loyal girl, Mm -hmm. but we had just amazing, amazing chemistry when it came to sex. Okay. And, you know, she, she did some, you know, kind of despicable things and somehow some way as a young man, mm-hmm. I, I find a way in my heart to forgive her, her, her trespasses yeah. <laughs> because of just because of that thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I did recapture it several times over, over that two year period. Okay. You know, it, it would, it would ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. Then she'd be doing something and it was kind of like despicable and whatever. And I would forgive her and then it would heat up again. And then, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the, what ended it was I actually caught her in bed with another dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's what ended it right there because I walked in on her. And you didn't murder her and him. Well, what what was I going to do? See, that's, 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 this is, here, I can explain this story super easy. You never, and it's why you would never be able to be married for, for any length of time. You would never commit emotionally fully to anybody. No, that's never. true. That's true. Never, never have and never will. And that's why you don't have rage when that kind of shit happens. You didn't have rage. No. You were, you were disappointed, I'm assuming. <laughs> but you didn't have rage. You, Dude, I had the same thing with this girl that um, I brought here from Korea. She was my fiance before. I wrote about her in my book. Right. Now, she was my fiance before. We came here, met parents for fuck's sake. She went back. She had to go back like two day, a day a day before me because it was a long story. It was a flight thing. What was it? The chick from Michigan? Yeah. 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 That girl. Yeah. 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 She went back. I get back a day later. I go find her in a room banging some dude. Right. In the room. The, the minute I get back, what did I do? Fucking beat this guy within an inch, inch of his life. <laughs> I mean, I fucking beat this guy had no clothes on and I'm kicking him in the fucking balls. Right. You know, shoot a bare balls. Just boom, kicking him, kicking him in his fucking ribs, dropping down, punching him in his fucking face. I beat this guy almost to death. And, and I wanted to beat her to death, too. You know, I, I had that rage, but it's because I wear my emotions very much on my sleeve. And I com whenever I get into anything, it's a million fucking percent. And to me, that was like the ultimate fucking betrayal, which... I'm ready to go to war over and you don't commit to that level. You always keep that even keel, which has helped you probably not fall into the trap of having just a, a bad marriage that you like everybody else that lasts 10 years. And you look back at it and are like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> you know, am I wrong? That's right. Am I wrong on this? Well, you're right. I, I I'll I'll uh, agree that uh, that I've always kept one foot off the bed. Yeah, of course. Because you know, I'm, you know, it's just like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna commit to both feet on the bed. I've got one foot on the floor, mm -hmm. and if I have to bolt for the door, that's what I got to do. Dude, I don't believe you put the car keys down. <laughs> I believe that even when you're in a relationship, you sleep with the keys in your hand. Exactly. So, so, that, so that if she acts up even slightly, you're just like, I already got the keys. I'm out. Well, well I'm 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 the I'm the guy that uh, that that junkyard sings about. It's just like, you know, I want to take my keys and my cigarettes and drive yeah. off into the night. Yeah. And unfortunately, you keep your car running. You know, keep it well gassed up. And that's what I always say. It's like, don't take your shoes off at the door. You're not staying very long. That's right. And with you, you've got the, you've got where you're going mapped out. Dude, if you were in a relationship right now, you would know, like just, and I'm playing safe, uh, sake of argument here because I know this would never happen, but let's just say you were in such a relationship that you actually moved in with the chick. Oh yeah. That not her. I know that would never happen. That's yeah. what I'm just playing the game. If that were to happen, you would know on the very best day of the relationship that if anything fell out where you were going to go and stay. You're right. There's no, you would be like, I'm going to go to this hotel. No, it's a plan B. 
Yeah, but you would always have that plan B. Of course. You know, I went into my shit just fucking blind. Yeah, blind. You know, maybe that's why I hate that song. <laughs> fucking it's just the way I live. You know, because that's the that's that's just the way I live my life. I just go right. into everything blind. Flying, flying blind. Exactly. But you know, and, and I get it. Everybody's different. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but I think there's more guys like me that are just fucking none of us think we're all addicted to puss. We we love getting our dick sucked. And then and then we're just like, oh, this is the best. I got built-in pussy. I got, <laughs> and and she loves me. Right. You know, there's that piece too. You know, as much as as much as guys will always talk about, oh, it's all about the pussy. It's all about it. No, we all fucking are like, well, she loves me. And 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 this person cares about me in a way no one else ever has. Yeah, or sure. And then it's all shit. Well, you it's know, what, you know what, what's funny about me is that I have loaded guns. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of cash stashed. Yeah. And and I'm single. You know, I'm a, I'm by myself. But even if something were to go bad, mm-hmm. I have a way of just grabbing that cash, grabbing my guns, grabbing my keys, and I'm out the door. See you later. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in that I'm in that boat now, but I wasn't for a while. I I mean, dude, tell me this doesn't grind your gears to no end when you have a friend that says this. You have a friend; they're in a marriage, and they start fucking up. They start (laughs) fucking up in their marriage, and you warn them. You know, I don't know if you've ever gotten that way, but I I've been that way with some of my friends, and I'll be like, dude, you better fucking taper back. You know, whether whether it's partying or drinking or they're running around to the strip club or they're cheating on their chick. Yeah, you know, bro, what, whatever well, yeah, it is. It's just like you better be prepared. Yeah. And I'll always be like, dude, dude, you gotta you gotta pull back a little bit. You gotta fucking ease up. You're married. And they'll always say, Oh, she won't do anything about it. It's like, <laughs> dude, you are a fucking mental patient. They think that the relationship that they're in now when she doesn't know that they're fucking up is the relationship that they're going to be in when they know that she, that you're fucking up. And that's just not true. Right. The minute you fuck up, you're all of a sudden enemy. Number one, just like if you had raped their kid, right there, there you're in that boat. Well, so many people do not get that. Yeah. Well, again, they, all they need to do is, uh, (laughs) Listen to the Antolini thing. Yeah. And he comes home with clothes burning in his fire pit and, and some of his stuff gone and his Escalade gone and his, his, her, his uh, gun permit gone and yeah. <laughs> this other shit while he's at work doing his job. Dude, how about the Aikenlini bit where I come home and I got all my fucking shit in a pile all broken and cut up <laughs> and I didn't do anything. Yeah, I know. I literally went to work and came home. It wasn't like, it wasn't even like this was after the CMS or anything. This was just like a random yeah, you Tuesday. Just, you just went to work, you know, and, and nothing even prompted that or even spurred that. Yeah. You know, and then you come home and you, you come home to this and it's just like, what the fuck happened here? Huh? You shouldn't be listening to this shit. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't have these kind of influences in your brain. Yeah. She told me. I was like, what? Well, how old am I? 10? It's like and, and just looking at it and, and talk about 10-year-old behavior. Fucking my Howard Stern private parts tapes all cut up and shit. The fuck is that? 
You know, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but dude, chicks are fuck. But, but again, it, it goes to what I was saying before. The minute they think that you're fucking up, don't think that the fucking good relationship that you had is there. That's completely dead. Yeah. Completely gone. And what replaces it is an evil, scummy whore. <laughs> That's what replaces it. Some bitch that you wouldn't fucking say hello to. Yeah. You know, that's what replaces it every time in every single situation of any, not only my situation, any situation of any friend I've ever had. The minute it goes bad, the chick is a fucking beast. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I told this story before, but the last one I was involved with three years ago, mm -hmm. you know, we, we went to a local casino here. Yeah. And, um, she's playing her slot games and, you know, I don't really have a lot of interest in playing slots. So I'm just mm -hmm. kind of walking around, kind of looking at the casino, not far from where she's playing. Yeah. And I run into a, to the girl that used to cut my hair years ago, years ago. Mm -hmm. I, I hadn't seen her literally in a decade. And she goes, she's like, Hey, Wendell, how are you? And I'm just like, Oh, Bridget. Hey, long time. No see. How are you? And she's yeah. like, wow, you know, strange meeting you here. And I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're looking good. Wow. It's been so long. And you know, how are you and everything good? And I said, yeah, I'm just here with my chick, you know, and so on and so forth. And she goes, yeah, me and my friend, we're just here kind of hanging out, just playing some games and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, cool. Nice to see you again. And that was it. Mm -hmm. So, so she's, this chick's walking away from me. Right. And, and my chick comes walking up and she goes, well, who was that? And I was mm -hmm. like, that oh, was the girl that cut my hair years ago when I first moved here. And she goes, well, how did she know you were here? Oh my God. Are you and kidding? I was just like, I just kind of ran into her. I was yeah. just standing here and she goes, uh, I don't know. You just always seem like you're up to something. Oh, and I'm just like, I'm just standing here. I wasn't even doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You you're, know? Right. you're right. While she talked to me for those 30 seconds, we planned a rendezvous. It's like, I hadn't seen her in 10 years. I just was standing here. I just ran into her. Well, why are you always acting so suspicious? Oh, shut up. I'm just like, I'm not acting suspicious. I'm just standing here. With that one, you just want to say, listen, bitch, go have a drink. Yeah. I know you don't drink, but now it's about time to start again. Yeah. But, it, and then of course it was the whole mood all day, the yeah, whole, the whole attitude. And it was just like, mm -hmm. I didn't even do anything. I was just standing there and I just happened to run into something, somebody I had seen in literally years and said, Hey, how are you? And that was about the end of it. Well, dude, that one, and they're all the same. In my opinion, they're all the fucking same. Yeah. That one gave you static because you were talking to me. Yeah, I know. When we were doing the show. We were doing the show. We were doing our broadcast from Melodic Rock Fest. And I saw it. We finished a segment, and she turned to you and said, how long are you and he going to talk to each other? Exactly. And it was like. This is why we're here. Yes. You were just an invited guest. Yeah. He didn't come to this thing to spend 12 hours with you. This is why we were, this is why we were invited. This <laughs> is why we were given the free hotel room that you had no problem staying in. 
We were given the hotel rooms to do exactly what we were doing. Broadcast. Right. That's what we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> I know. It's just like the, the whole, it's about me all the time yeah. and my insecurity and why aren't you paying attention to me? Yeah. I just remember that we finished a segment and she literally, the second we finished, she was like, how long are you two going to talk to each other? <laughs> and I, I was like, wow. And and then like two seconds later, I made the cardinal mistake of offering her a drink. Right. Can I get you a drink? You should know that I don't. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You know yeah, I just was being friendly. I was just being cordial. No, I was like, you know, and I literally said to her, I said, well, Coke's a drink. And then she got even more mad because I, I was a shitty and she probably yelled at you about me being a smart ass. Well, yeah, of course. And and then <laughs> and then you said, Well, how about you, Neely? Can I get you a drink? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I'll have a Jack and Coke. Oh, you're drinking Jack and Coke? Yeah. And I go, Yeah, I'm staying here because she was leaving. She was right. take, she was taking off and going back home. And I said, Yeah, I'm staying here. I said, What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, don't you think you've had enough? No. It's like I've had one today. I don't think, you know, what's the big deal? Well, you know, you too, who's always fucked up. I'm always falling down drunk. Yeah. Since that's happened exactly zero times in your life. <laughs> one time and one time in the 20 years I've known you that I've ever seen you buzzed. Yeah. I got a little buzzed. buzzed. On the show. I was drinking. I was drinking some wine on the show one evening. Yeah. And that was like 10 years ago or 12 yeah. years ago. And you were buzzed up and I was I just was. Like, what the hell? And I just remember going, are you fucked up? And you were yeah. like, yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I drank a little too much wine on the show. Yeah. It was, it, but that's the only time. Yeah. In, in all the events that we've done, in all the events that we've had free drink until you drop card on Blanche for, from the, um, or car Blanche from the, um, from the bar owners. Yeah. From the hi-fi. Yeah, I mean, how many times did Billy say drink as much as you want? And you would drink like two glasses of wine. Yeah, maybe two, maybe three at the most. He'd give me like a magnum of wine and yeah. I'd maybe drank a half of it. Yeah. And meanwhile, he'd do the same thing to me and I'd try to fucking empty the place. <laughs> All right, here's number 30. Let's go. Just yeah. drink until I would drop. Right. You know, it's, it's, dude, I don't know. These chicks, they're just a fucking goddamn disaster sometimes. Yeah. I know, Ugh. I know, but so, so glad I don't have one in my life. <laughs> the thing is, 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 you know, you're just trying to have some fun and just kind of relax and just being silly and just doing your thing. And yeah. it, it's always a problem. It's yeah. always a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a thing that. It really has made, and I don't know if it's just people this age or if it's literally this time period in, in history or whatever, but it has made it to where if you've done it once and it didn't work, there is no reason to do it again. <laughs> There's no reason. I, I don't understand anybody that does it a second time. Right. You know, as much as this all started because we were goofing on Steve Jackson. Yeah. You know, it's not that I, you know, look. If he's happy, more power to him. And that's the honesty. That's the truth. I mean, I know we're busting his balls a little bit just because I know he'll hear this segment later. Sure. But, but if he's happy and this chick is the one, all more power to you. But it's like, dude, what is the fucking rush? 
move her in. <laughs> what does the piece of paper mean? It doesn't mean shit. What do you get? Cheaper health care? Pay the extra $8 a month. I mean, how much of a difference is the health care? <laughs> Honestly. Assuming you even have that. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, I mean, couldn't you do a civil union or a civil agreement or something? Yeah. There's got to be a way around it. There's got to be a way that doesn't, that's not a bad contract for half your shit. <laughs> I mean, God damn it. How do you fucking do that? How do you obligate half your shit? If I was in a relationship, dude, when I was, when I was messing around with Teresa and she was living here and, and it was like when it immediately, when it went, when it was fucking very apparent that that was going to be a fucking disaster, <laughs> yeah. which that was a disaster. Yes, it was. But, but I can remember one day after she left, I walked through this house and I was like, I'll have to give up that. I'll have to give up that. I'll have to give up that. I was like, dude, get rid of her. And I, and, and I did, I had to, I had to be like, get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. That again, I, I don't, I don't ever try to say that I'm brilliant at dating. I'm not. <laughs> Teresa's another fine one. And I, I hooked up with her. I think we, we dated for what, two weeks and I moved her in. <laughs> I think, I think it was, two, was it two it, weeks? It, it didn't take very long. It was like no time. Yeah. And, and then she was living here. And then once she was living here, I was like, all of a sudden I was like, man, I do not like this girl. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get out of this? Right. You know, and, and, and even that, it still took me a month, month and a half to get her out. Yeah. And then, and oh, that's a whole story all by itself because then it was like, she, I packed all her shit into a box and she wanted to come and get the box. And I was like, no, I told her absolutely no. I said, I'll leave the box outside, but I will not fucking meet. I didn't want to meet with her even. I just didn't want to face the. I wanted nothing to do with her. So then she agreed to have her dad come and pick yeah, up her yeah, shit. Are you telling me that? You know, and then the dad came and he wanted to talk me through it. I was like, dude, take the shit, take the stuff. It was like, it, it was such a. It was such a mess, but again, I, I was, I was in that weird, that was my first, first, she was the second girl I actually date dated after, after Georgetta and first one was a mess. You know, the one that had me going to church. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that was a disaster. And then Teresa was even worse because Teresa had, Teresa was like, she was so much younger than me. And I really realized super quick. And that's why I don't understand how you can do what you do because she was 13 years younger than me. And it took me about a day to realize that other than fucking, I had nothing in common <laughs> with this one at all. I didn't want to talk to her. I didn't want to talk about what she was interested in. I had no interest, zero interest the same. And I was like, this is just like my fucking marriage. Right. I have zero interest other than drinking and she liked to drink. I will say she did like to drink, but that's all we did drink and drink. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, we'd wake up, I had to work. I'd be trying to work and she'd be like, let's go do something. I'm bored. And she didn't have a fucking job. Yeah, of course. And it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was like, look, I got to fucking work. Yeah. I got to make some money here. And she'd be like, well, when are you going to be done? 
And I was, and I, you know, you know how I work. There is no, there is no, well, it's five o'clock, two, two, whistle blue, time to leave. You know, that shit ain't happening with me. With me, it, it could be five o'clock. It could be five o'clock in the morning tomorrow. It could be three days from now. There's no telling how long I'm going to work. That didn't go well. Yeah, it, it was, it was a mess. Oh, oh. And that's really kind of when I was like, you know what? None of this is any good. And and every time I tried to do something, it, it just kept getting worse and worse. The the fucking thing with um Amy. I thought I was in love with Amy. <laughs> I really thought Amy was gonna be was gonna be somebody I was gonna be. She's in. gonna be the one. I thought she was. I actually truly thought I was gonna get into a long a longer. T- I wasn't gonna get married. And I knew that I had told her from day one that if you have, I told her from day one, if you have any thoughts of that at all, then tell me now. And we won't even get started in this because I will not marry you. You know, no matter what, I'm not doing that. Right. But she came here and I mean, dude, when she was here, I don't think I've had a more fun time with a chick ever. Yeah. Ever. I, I love my mom, but your mom showed me a more fun time. Dude, I'm telling you, I had so much fun with her. We were just Girl. we were just having a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of partying. Carefree you know, fun. It was great. And I mean, when she went back to Florida and I was I and I was flying out to Florida like a month later. Like I had tickets and everything to go and fly out to Florida. And it just went to shit in a mega hurry. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm done with this. I'm not trying to be in any relationship anymore. It's all fucking bad. <laughs> it's all bad. And and I honestly truthfully believe that I could. I, I do not believe for a minute that I could be in a good relationship now. I don't think so. I think I'm too selfish now. I think being single has really gotten me to a point where... I would never be, I would never be willing to compromise on anything. And that automatically means that the relationship's going to fail. You know, if, if you know that you won't compromise, then you might as well not even start a relationship. No, I, I agree. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I got to was I, I know I'm not willing to compromise. Not one fucking thing. I'm not willing to compromise giving up my vaginatarian hat. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Fuck you. You know, and if I'm not willing to give up a stupid hat to be in a relationship, I'm certainly not going to be in that relationship long. Right. And, and it's like, fuck it. It's not worth it anymore. It's dumb. Relationships are stupid. I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Ant. <laughs> I, I had to laugh about him. He, he was talking about, you know, after he got out of his marriage with his first wife or his only wife. Yeah. And how she hired that Dominic Barbara for her attorney. Mm -hmm. And he married, he married his wife while he was, as he calls it, a tin knocker. Right. Mm -hmm. Somebody who puts in HVAC systems and things. And then he, you know, became a radio star. Right. Uh, She got, you know, quite a, quite a chunk of change. Divorced her. You know, after mm-hmm. nine years and most of those years were spent when he was, you know, just a laborer. Right. But she got the big money, yeah. even though he got the big money, like in the last year of their marriage. Right. Yeah. And, and she got like future. Didn't she end up taking him back to court for 
yeah future earnings like, like when he landed at xm then she took him back to court to get more money right that's fucking nuts why would she We're be worth checks, motherfucker <laughs> why would she be worth more money after they broke up because he got a new job right that's crazy talk yeah courts are still and again this is why never again i would right. never sign that contract again to me and, and this is a definite change when i got married the first time no thoughts of that kind of shit yeah why would you think that way no thoughts at all of ridiculous contract marriage giving up half my shit it's just like we're gonna be fucking perfect forever now i could not walk into that fucking room with like let me read the fine print here let me see exactly what i'm fucking volunteering to give you now there it's fucking stupid it's the dumbest contract of all the contracts No, we can't. Dude, is there a worse legal contract than a marriage? Honestly. <laughs> you know, I you know, I, I hear the gay guys that they want to have gay marriage and everything. My only question is why? Be happy that you can fuck and walk away. You can live with each other forever. How many gay couples lived with each other forever? Kept it on the down low and 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 just didn't have a problem. Can you imagine that? If you had been living on the down low as a gay guy for like 15 years and then you get married and then you fucking split up and that guy takes half your shit, I would bet it's worse if it's guy to guy. Wouldn't you think? You would think. You would think it'd be worse because at least if it's guy to girl, you can't really punch the girl, but you could fight the guy and then you lose even more money if you fight the guy. <laughs> oh, I, I, it would just be. I don't know. There's something about that. that you know, it, it just all marriage is just bad. I, 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 I can't see how anybody wants to do that. Big mistake. Don's biggest mistake, trying to say he's sorry. <laughs> Never apologize. Never apologize. Just walk away. Yeah. He just, they should change the lyric to I'll never say I'm sorry. I'll never say I'm sorry. I'll just walk away. Change it to be like the the new meaning of the older the older version of Don. It's like just beat it, you bitch. Right. <laughs> just walk away. I'll never say I'm sorry. Just walk away. That's what I've always done. Yeah, I know. You're smarter than me. I've always just walked away. This is like no drama, no, no fighting, no, no anger, no, no, you know, it's just yeah. like, I just walk away. You'll never see or hear from me ever again. 
Well, I walked away 23 years later when I was told to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I sat there and listened to Opie or an Opie and Anthony rather. And, uh, uh, Anthony's brother, Joe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was talking about his divorce or breaking up with his chick. Right. And how his chick basically smacked herself in the face with a frying pan (laughs) and and called the cops and said he beat her up. Right. Yeah. I heard that. And and he, you know, he was a gun owner and, you know, he had permits and all that shit, you know, Mm -hmm. like you and I. Yeah. And they took his guns away and he went to jail and all this and he had to Mm -hmm. fight get all that shit back because she fucking lied and she she banged herself in the face with a frying pan Mm -hmm. and said that he did it yeah and he had to prove that he didn't do it and how do you prove that you didn't do well what he did and and anthony told the story that that his that joe's ex-wife was confiding in the neighbor and told and told and and basically Joe had to convince the neighbor to wear a wire. Wow. Where she can, she basically admitted that she banged herself in the face with a frying pan and blamed (laughs) it on him. But what if he wasn't able to convince the neighbor to do that? He would have just been fucked. That's my point. Yeah. I don't, dude, it's, you know, people can say what they want about me when I start talking about how the best way to go is just to start fucking whores and whatever. (laughs) I'm telling you, that is the the best way is to fucking buy a real doll. Well, see, here here's the thing, and I'm 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 just gonna make a personal comparison to that story. Mm-hmm. When I was telling the story about two years ago about the Pittsburgh girl, yeah, and how she caused me such a issue that I drove all the way home from Pittsburgh and just right. didn't say a word and drove right. her home and dropped her off and that was the end of it. And they, how could you do that, man? You should have just yeah. you know dropped her off on the side of the road and fucked that chick and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And you know, and then I think about, you know, Anthony's story about his brother Joe, how her her yeah. his chick banged herself in the face with a frying pan and shit like that. It's just like, you know what? I don't need this. Right. I'll I'll suffer the six hours, get her home safely, drop her ass off, be done with it, and and not have that issue where it's just like, well, he did this to me. But again, you always keep one foot on the floor. I do. That's what I'm saying. The emotional, if you're emotional, can't do it. Yeah. The emotional guy that I am would have been fucking this. I would have got her home, but I would have been, if I didn't throw her out of the car, which I might have done. I probably would have done that. But if I decided to drive her home anyway, because I didn't want to st- strand her, it would have been verbal abuse like no one's business for six fucking hours. Yeah, see? And I drove in complete silence. No, I couldn't do that. I, I would be like, every other second, you are a fucking cunt. I can't <laughs> wait to fucking get you to drop you off and never fucking hear your cunt mouth again. <laughs> I can't wait. Right. My, my life will be better without your cunt face in it. Right. And I would just drive her to, I would drill and drill and drill until she was crying for four hours. Yeah. Because that's me. I would be fucking vengeful and hateful. And, and, but again, I, I ride with, I ride with both feet all the way in. If you hurt me, you might as well kill me because, <laughs> because I, it's gonna, it's going to come back at you 20 fold, you know, where you're just like, yeah, I mean, with, with Pittsburgh girl, you never looked back. No, 
Now, not, not one time did I ever hear you fucking, you know, and we've talked about other girls that you've broken up with or whatever, and you bring them up from time to time. Sure. That one. How long has it been now? Three years, four years. It's been over three years. I've never heard you one time other than when we were talking about her here on the show, like personal conversations. I've never heard you say, you know, I really wonder what she's doing. Nope. Don't you care. Don't give a nope. fuck. She's dead to you. Yeah, because she 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 disparaged me. She disparaged the city that I love. She she mm -hmm. destroyed everything that I loved about, you know, one of my passions and one of my favorite things in life. And she just destroyed it. And it was yeah. just like, you know what? You shit on everything that I love in life. And you, yeah. you know, you don't deserve a second thought in my head. And and you don't give it to her. Nope. Hmm. Yeah, she's a she was a fucking case. Well, and it's no different than the than the the ones that have passed through the gates here who have shit on the show. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something that you and I have built over twenty five years, and and you shit on my show, you're done. You're yeah. out of here. Mm -hmm. I, I was doing this before I met you, and I'm doing this long after you're gone. So yeah, exactly. you, know, you shit on my show and what I do and my friendships and you know whatever it is that I've developed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're not greater than that. So you're out of here. Yeah, dude. And that, that has caused me the same problems as you. It obviously caused me mega problems with Georgetta, but it caused me, I mean, dude, we've read the texts. <laughs> we've read the texts that I've gotten from, from different people that I've dated. Yeah. They're like, that show is fucking awful. And you're just an asshole. Like, okay. I told you up front that that's always my deal. It's like, well, I told you up front this is what I do. I always tell them too. I'm like, oh, it's like a shock jock thing. And they all come back with like Howard Stern. I'm like, no, not like Howard Stern. Like, <laughs> like the filthiest comic you've ever heard. Right. And they're just like, oh, it can't be that silly. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure. And then they hear it and they're like, oh, this is fucking horrible. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, I'm listening to these segments and then I hear uh, Anthony go, well, mom, if you're listening to this segment, turn the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, turn it off. Don't listen because I'm going to talk about something I know you hate. And then he talks about, you know, I, I saw my mom the other day and she said, I was listening to you guys the other day and I had to turn the show on. He goes, you're not our demographic. Don't listen. Exactly. You Dude, know, I've had, I've had to have that conversation with my mom several times where she'll, she'll like tune in or we, we have one mutual friend, her and I. Right. That is a fan of the CMS. Okay. And he worked with her. He's, he's younger. He's like my age. Okay. But he worked with her. So they're friends as well. All right. They're friends from work. And every once in a while, he'll share something on his Facebook from the CMS <laughs> and it'll be filthy. And my mom will listen to it. She'll be like, Oh, let me see what's going on. And then she'll hear me talking about, you know, licking pussy or some shit and she'll just be like horrified and 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 she'll say to me she'll be like i heard this and you were really and i'm like mom this is what i, I told do. and i've told her i'm like mom this is not for you this is gonna make you dislike your son and Don't why, do you, why do you have to talk that way yeah well she doesn't do that. she knows i won't listen well, to that. yeah i know that but you know what that reminds me of mm -hmm. That reminds me of Tony Soprano's mother. It's like, you know, I don't like that kind of talk. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the only one in this family that doesn't use those kind of words. Yeah. You oh, know, I don't up. like that kind of talk. I don't like the talk. 
dude, it's, it's one of the most upset my mom's ever been with me was I told her, you know, I mean, and I mean, you've been here for a book release party. Yes. And my mom is very proud of me when I put these sure, books Why, why not? Sure. You, you make accomplishments, you make yeah. achievements, you know. Yeah. And she'll come to the parties, even though they're fucking crazy parties. She'll come and watch me lose my fucking shit. And I don't, I don't tone it down because my mom's here. Right. You know, I'm, I'm Chris a thousand percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, with, um, and other things, I told her in advance, I said, mom, this is not the book for you. This is a book I do not want you to read. And she was like, oh, no, no, I'm going to read. I was like, mom, I'm telling you, don't read this book. You will, you will find it to be disgusting that this is your son. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then I wouldn't, she asked me for a book and I wouldn't give her a book. I told her, no, I said, I said, if you're going to read it, you're going to have to buy it because I'm not giving you a book. And she never bought it. And I don't think she read it, but, but, um, she was so upset with me that I, that I actually put my foot down and said, I don't want you to share in this accomplishment with me. But, you know, I, I mean, dude, you've read that book or pieces of it. It's yeah. like, it's not for your mom. No, it's not your demographic. My mom does not need to read a story about me getting jerked off by a hooker and coming on her arm. Oh, God, great. that's great. You're right, Stephen. It is great. It was a great moment in my life. Unfortunately, some moments in my life are not meant to be shared with mom. Right. It was a fun time. Sure. But, but you know. I have a lot of fun moments in my life that weren't meant to be shared with my mom. Tell him, Steve Dave. That's right, Steve Dave. <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, she was absolutely deflated when I when I said to her, I don't want you to read this book. I'm just sparing your feelings, mom. Yeah. Uh, and I am because she would be disappointed. I know it. I, I And she's she's pretty modern. I don't think she's... I mean, I don't think she's a prude at all, but still me telling stories about fucking hookers and, and, you know, jizzing on their arm in the street and stuff. She's, she's going to be horrified by this stuff <laughs> or, or the, the story about the, um, about the, um, the, the bachelor party, right. Where I was banging the hookers. Then I went back and banged the fucking fiance. You know, it's, it's like she, my mom doesn't need to read those. She doesn't I, need to know that story. It's not one that I sit around at Thanksgiving and say, Mom, you got to hear about this. Right. You know, it's, it's just not something I'd share with her. You know, it's like, come on. But, yeah, she was she was definitely devastated. <laughs> hey, Ellen Kilcaller, you're on the air. Yep. I pretty much told my mom and dad everything. Everything. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty. What do you mean, pretty and much? Not, well, yeah, I basically had. I basically, you know, when I was. You told her you sucked the cock. Yep. Yep. What'd she say? So did I. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said, "How do you think you were bored?" <laughs> Jim, if I stuck to just sucking cock, you wouldn't be here to tell your story. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I mean, I, you know, and 
and my, my wife definitely knows everything. She knew everything from from before we got before we even got married. And that was one thing that you guys were talking about marriage before and, and crazy things. I I I must be I must be delusional, right? I must be absolutely delusional because I did actually want to present the other the other other side of it. Okay. Because, you know, because I am, and I'm not, I'm not even kidding, and my wife's not even here to hear this, but I'm so delusionally happy. <laughs> it is insane. We have, we, we're renewing our vows next year. We've been married for 20 uh, years next year. So why do you and need to renew saying, your vows? Why do you need to prove to her again that you're still in love with her? We, we don't need to prove anything. We just want to reaffirm our commitment. But you don't. You want you want to do it, but you have no real reason that you need to do it. I just want to do it because it's romantic. It's romantic. We have that. We, you know, like, I mean, come on. Let's face it. I'm no oil painter, right? You've seen you've seen pictures of me that have scared small children. Yeah. You know, and um. You know, and and my wife's not a model either. You know, what? We are, we are we are we are blissfully happy. Like it, it was. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth, dude. I'll tell you the truth. For the first ten years, it was really hard. It was ten really, years. really, really hard. Well, it was really hard, Tim. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not even being serious. I'm not even joking. Like. We were struggling with mental illness and things like that, and things we didn't even know we were struggling with. Ten and, years. And ten years. Wouldn't you have cut some of that struggle off if you had cut it off in at like five years, though? Well, we. You see, this is this is sometimes what love is, right? You, you pay. And, you and pay, I know. You pain Tim with your questioning, uh, Chris. You I'm going to tell you exactly what I. I here, here's what it is, Tim. For those ten years, and, and I'm happy that you and you and your dude, girl, whatever, are are happy. But but um, here's the thing: when it's bad, it becomes normal, and you start accepting the bad as normal, and. Uh, and it sounds like you did that Absolutely. for ten years. Sounds like you did that for ten years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. There was there was a point. There was a point where I was afraid of my wife. Yep. Yep. There was a point where um you know you know, she wasn't man, it took it took I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real here. It took five years of counseling. It took it took five years of counselling, and it took um, Richie getting treatment for mental illness, and it took. It, I mean, <laughs> dude, illness. no, no, dude, dude, dude. I thought in in 20, 2010, 2011, I thought my whole world was falling apart. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. Right, and 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 you know, um, there were you know when we discovered there was mental illness, and I and I had mental illness problems too, 
because I was in such a such a funk, such a depression, and I know that you understand what depression is, Chris. Yeah. It's very real. Sure. And and such a funk um, that that I wanted to go and jump off a bridge. <laughs> what was it? Was it because Motley Crue announced that they were retiring? That was 2011. Oh. Is that part of it? No, stuff Motley Crue. No, I'm I'm being I'm I'm being real here. I'm just trying to... I, dude, dude, I get it. I dude, I get it. My point is, here's my point, and I and I'm not in any way, shape, or form just demeaning the fact that you found your way and everything's good. Here's my point. If tomorrow your chick came home and said, fuck you, I'm out of here, would you be willing to do this same fucking 10-year build again? Yes. Oh, you're insane. That was, that was a long pause, Tim. Tim, there's still some mental illness going on. Jesus Christ. Why would no, you? No, why would you waste ten more years of your life? Well, you know, because because what? Why would you? How old are you, Tim? How old are you right now? Forty. How old? Forty-eight. 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 So you would be willing to go until you're sixty years old before you could be happy? Oh no, 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 no! I thought you. No, no, no. No. That's what I'm saying. What, I'm saying if your chick no, left, no, no. you would just no, start over. And it was and no, it no, was no. bad, I, like it was the first ten years of your current marriage. Would you stick around? No, no. All right, there you go. No, no. But it, I thought you meant. Sorry, I thought you meant like if something. I, you know, I understood what you said, but I thought you meant if 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 something if something happened, like somebody died, or no, no, no. But um, would I will I would I be willing to get married again? Um, no, no, I no, I wouldn't because it nearly. Well, there you go. You're making my point. <laughs> You're making my point, Tim. Is it's like you 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 did the struggle. I get it. I get what you're saying. You did the struggle, so you're good now. And and God hope God hopes that it that it stays that way. But if it doesn't, you're fucking donezo. You're you're out. Well, the the thing. Look, um, the the thing is, no, no, no. I'm just trying to present the other side of the argument. Uh, and we're letting you talk, talk, Tim. Go ahead. Um, would I would I go through would I go through this again? No, because it nearly destroyed me. Because we were we were dealing we were dealing with something we didn't realize what we were dealing with. It's 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 completely it's completely different. See, what I went through is completely different because we were dealing with a medical issue that neither one of us realized. We just thought it was depression. We didn't we didn't know. We're not, I'm not a doctor, dude. I don't know. My my wife my wife is my my wife is my hero, right? Hero. Because one, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because once she realized, once she realized, look. Once she realized, yeah, I'm sick, she wasn't well, right? Once she realized I'm not well, she's like, good, now I can do something about it. And she and she has. But any and she's fantastic and she's working and she's she's amazing, right? But but 
if it's if it's just a normal relationship, if it's a normal relationship, and the girl's just crazy. <laughs> I don't know, Tim. Gender reassignment surgery is is a mental illness. <laughs> so brutal, but so good. <laughs> wow. This was, that was a little much for me. <laughs> that made me so happy. <laughs> wow. All right, let's get fuck out of here. All right. Two hour segment. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Oh, we get on these talking Jags. I know. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, that's funny. It is funny. <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank our uh, friends from um, the Leviathan project. Yes. Um, Tommy crash and um, uh, Matt Nardo. Yeah. M- Matt Nardo for calling in and being part of the show. Sure. Joe, uh, you know, Google them, Leviathan Project, and go buy their new CD and give them some support and uh, all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, uh, you know, the uh, replay of the show will be up in segments later this week. So if you yep. missed anything from tonight, Chris will have that all up and ready to go. And yes, sir. blah, blah, blah. Yep, yep. All right. Well, I'll let you pick a departing song and take us out of the evening. All right. I am going to pick from Dehumanizer because we were talking about that earlier in the chat. I want to hear Too Late from Black Sabbath. All right. Look at that. Some classic Dio Sabbath, man. Exactly. So uh, anyway, it's been a fun show. Just kind of like, a you know, cleansing the palate, as it were. Just kind of getting that shit off your chest. It was a Seinfeld show tonight. We really didn't talk about anything. Not really, but it was fun. It was just kind of like uh, get a lot of shit off your chest. But, uh, man, I'm telling you, you know, if you like this show uh, and you've never checked out the O&A show, there's just so many great uh, compilations on oh, yeah. YouTube. Just go look it up. I mean, you you will get a laugh. If you like what we do here, you will you will love that kind of stuff. It was right. It was just out of control. It is. Totally. And and I've been, again, I've been binging on it for a couple of weeks now and just yep. laughing my ass off. It's good stuff. It is. It's really funny stuff. So go check that out as well as our yep. show. So uh, anyway, uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next Saturday and uh, we'll do things all over again. And uh, what was the name of the tune you wanted to hear? Um, uh, what was it? Um, shit. Now I forgot. God damn it. From Dehumanizer? Yeah, it's like, read me tracks like six, seven, eight. Uh, What are we, uh, Sins of Failure, Too oh. Late, I Buried Alive, Too Time late. Machine. Too Late. Too Late. Yep. All right. All right. And don't forget to turn your clocks back either. Yeah. If you're, if, if you're a savage that, that has a clock that needs to be turned back, I think right. all of mine just do it by themselves. But. Right. Because you're so technologically advanced. You're damn right I am. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we're going to get out of here. Turn your clocks back one hour. Here's Black Sabbath from the Dehumanizer release. This is too late. So until next Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend. Chris Egan. We're gone. Bye, kids. Hello, this is Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. 
Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job! <laughs>